Welcome back, fellow Trekkies and Trekkers. This is TV Podcast Industries. We're back with a bonus episode of our Picard podcast, talking about issue three of Star Trek Picard Countdown. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow Trekkies and Trekkers. I am one of your other hosts, John. Yes, this is our little bonus episode as we review and discuss the final issue in the three-part comic series, Star Trek Picard Hmm. Countdown. Yeah, we did discuss the other two issues of the series on our preview podcast, but the third one of the Countdown comic series hadn't come out before the uh, series started on TV, so we waited till that came out. It just came out this week on the 29th of January on the normal Wednesday comic day. So we thought we'd finish off our series where myself and John discussed the comic books. First up, if you haven't read the comic books, this is going to spoil the whole comic book series for you. John, generally, overall, do you think this is an essential thing for people to buy? I don't think it's essential. I don't think it's essential for Star Trek Picard. But if you like Star Trek, if you are a fan of Jean-Luc Picard uh, and the next generation, then this is another adventure that he goes on. It does introduce Rafi. Mm -hmm. It introduces uh, Laris and Shaban, the two Romulans that we see uh, in episode one of Star Trek Picard, the TV series. Mm -hmm. So... It does introduce characters here uh, for the series, and um, you know it, it's just a, a neat little contained story. So, yeah. if you're a fan of Star Trek, if you're a fan of comics, um, then it's certainly worth a a gander. But it's certainly not essential. Yeah. Um, it's nice that it's in the Romulan universe, and and it, I, I think it actually is best when you see it as part of a, a bigger whole. Uh, with the Star Trek short Children of Mars and this all leading into Star Trek Picard. So I think if you're a collector of comics and you're a collector of maybe this um, series Mm -hmm. or or will be in the future, then this is an integral part of it. I think my main kind of thing about this is that because this final issue, issue three, was postponed Mm -hmm. – and put back till the 29th of January after Star Trek Picard had started on Amazon Prime. I was feeling there was going to be a bigger bang for the book. I agree. Um, to be honest, yeah. uh, in this issue, whether it was something to do with Picard and Raffi, whether it was something to do with the machinations of the Romulans, and um, certainly after episode two, I thought there was going to be some kind of bigger payoff and that's why they had postponed it till after the start, because otherwise it would have affected the viewing of episodes one and two. Mm. So, and, and it doesn't, in, in all honesty, but it does have a little uh, surprise for sure. But it is written by one of the executive producers, Christian Bear. So the characterization that's in the comic, particularly issue two, I think, uh, gives us some good characterization of the characters that we've seen on Star Trek Picard as well. So there are some good things about it. And we will be going into full spoiler-filled detail on the comic books from here. So if you have read it or you don't intend to read it, listen on here. If you do intend to read it, head on out, uh, pick up a copy of it. I think it's coming out in a collected edition in a couple of weeks' time as well. And as I mentioned, we have already covered the first two issues on our Star Trek Picard preview podcast head back there to see our thoughts on the first two issues and remember we are covering the full series as well of star trek picard where it's currently on 
episode two. Uh, we will be heading into episode three uh, in this coming week, the first week in February. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll be going all the way through to episode 10. So if you are just simply have found this by accident, or if you're just joining us, remember, you can subscribe uh, and rate us, leave a review over on any uh, Starfleet supporting podcast player of your choice. Just head on over to tvpodcastindustries.com and you can find podcast catchers for you to listen to. There's Spotify, there's Stitcher, there's Apple Podcasts, you name it, it's all out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, welcome to have you on board, fellow Trekkies and Trekkers. Uh, Yes, we'll get into our spoiler-filled review. I completely forgot last time to read out our usual details of who gave us the issue as well, so I'm going to read them out here. Uh, The issue was written by Christian Bayer and Mike Johnson. Christian Bayer is a producer on Star Trek Picard. The art is by Angel Hernandez, colours by Joanna Fuente, letters by Neil Uotake, and edits by Chase Marotz. John, do you want to tell us the story so far from issues one and two of this comic book, Star Trek Picard Countdown? Sure. After discovering an impending supernova threatening the Romulan Empire, the Federation launches an evacuation mission of unparalleled scale to evacuate every threatened planet in the Romulan space. Admiral Jean-Luc Picard travels to a Romulan colony to evacuate the 10,000 inhabitants living there, only to discover five million native beings that the Romulans intend to leave behind to die. Picard is imprisoned by the governor before he can alert the Federation to this new development, but manages to launch a daring escape with the help of two Romulan defectors, Laris and Zivan. Meanwhile, the governor of the colony contacts Picard's ship, the Verity, and convinces them to let her on board, where she manages to seize control of... USS Verity. Excellent. That's a really good recap of the first uh, two issues. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go into some details about the storyline for this one first, John, and then we'll go into where it leaves us at the end of the story and then what we thought overall of the three-issue series of Star Trek Picard. So the issue begins with the former Tal Shiar members, Jaban and and Laris, turning Picard and Rafi over to the Romulan leaders on Yu Yat Beta. Uh, Picard is trying to contact his ship, um, which has been taken over by the Romulan governor, Shiana. Interesting start to the issue here where Jaban and, and Laris are using their connections to try and turn Picard and Rafi over, but he's trying to actually get uh, contact with the ship effectively and trying to see if this is a way, using diplomatic means once again, to allow him contact the USS Verity. Yeah, it's a nice little double cross, really. Mm. I mean, actually, I think I didn't immediately pick out the Romulan officers coming in as Laris and Jaban, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. So... Um, it was kind of nice when they got close up that it, it was them and they were, it, it was this double cross, uh, so that Picard could then contact, uh, Verity, uh, to inform them that he'd been captured, that there was a double cross. And of course, in making contact with Verity, he gets through to, uh, the governor, uh, and her second in command who is holding the lieutenant commander who has been left in charge of the Verity uh, hostage mm-hmm. as well as their crew. Also, we think. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like this because it's a nice uh, idea here that he's talking to them and the whole time there's another plan playing out effectively. We hear that his team aboard the Verity are obviously working on ways to get rid of these invading Romulans, I suppose, these people who've taken over their ship. I like that little moment where Picard says, you may feel a little tingle as their plan comes to fruition, and Governor Shiana is transported into her now prison aboard the ship. Yeah, on the brig, uh, into her holding cell. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. I I like the fact that, you, you know, you see them taking command of Verity 
in Picard's ready room. But the starship is manned uh, by a whole load of people yeah, doing engineering, yeah. security, medical, mm-hmm. catering, who knows it. You know, yeah. so the idea that they simply had control of it is is kind of crazy. But I like the fact that, you know, these unseen other members of the Verity uh, effectively foil the plan and transport the governor and her second command into the, their their prison yes. on, on board the Verity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, good little one. Uh, I like that Picard again goes to uh, Governor Shiana to try and explain to her why he's there. They still have this completely untrustworthy relationship where she thinks that Starfleet are just trying to get all the information about the Romulans out of them. They're still not there just to save them kind of thing. Um, and then it's revealed that Jaban is the one that gave her the information that allowed her to take control of the Verity. Uh, this happens as a Talshiar ship arrives um, to execute the end of their plan effectively. So, Yeah, I mean, this is the moment where you feel that Laris and Jaban have done their own double bluff mm. on, on Jean-Luc Picard. And I, I, I really like in this that Laris uh, steps back and says, no, I'm not with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And you still feel that Zeban is is going ahead with the plan where he gave them incomplete codes uh, so that they couldn't fully take control of, of the Verity. He has the full code in which to do that in order to take control of the ship effectively to disable it more than anything else mm-hmm. and then that him and Laris would get on board this Talshar Romulan ship as this arrives and they will then get blown uh into outer space mm-hmm. uh, effectively that the Talshar don't believe this federation rescue effort that is being spearheaded by Starfleet they'll stop at nothing to prevent Starfleet uh from carrying out this plan because they just feel it's a way of undermining the Romulan empire of undermining their own independence uh, and they feel that there are ulterior motives behind this and i I think that makes sense for the romulans you know they would be suspicious of of this act of kindness in a way or or the the altruism of it they feel that there are bigger darker secrets uh, around this seemingly peace mission by the federation Uh, and so what gets uncovered here is the fact that the Talshiar are waiting at numerous Romulan outposts that will mm-hmm. get um, consumed by the supernova when it finally goes yeah. uh, in order to prevent this evacuation. It's almost uh, like as if they're saying that anybody that gets evacuated by Starfleet is joining Starfleet and joining their exactly, cause yeah. and leaving the Romulans' cause kind of thing. Um, so I like the reveal from Jaban that he is no longer part of Talshiar. He is has totally agreed with everything that Laris has said to him and he has been converted to that side. And the reason he's no longer part of Tal Shiar is he realizes they only want to save Romulan lives, not all of the lives in the system. And he believes everybody's life is a Romulan life if they live in the system kind of thing. So Yeah, and is under Romulan jurisdiction, effectively. Yeah, so very, a nice reminder, I suppose, of that line from the first episode of Star Trek Picard where Picard is saying, it's not Romulan lives, it's just lives here. And that's why there's an instant connection between Laris and Jaban and Picard and the mission, effectively, is that they agree exactly the same way. Everybody needs to be evacuated. Every possible needs to be evacuated. You can't pick and choose who's going to go. So that's the big reveal, I suppose. But there is a moment, definitely, when I was reading it, going, this is why they were saving it. Because, yes, exactly. Yeah, Jaban is definitely still at Tal Shiar. He's still hidden here. 
But if they reveal that in the comic book and not in the TV show, it might be too big of a reveal, right? Exactly. But my suspicion of Jaban still remains for the TV show <laughs> as well. And I think this continues that layer of doubt that I have about him. Right. But um, he also does seem to be redeemed in this moment as well. So it could be that red herring effectively. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, red herrings always play with overactive imagination. Mm-hmm. So. But all the while then, the commander on the Tal Shah ship is saying to Jaban, you know, execute the order, mm-hmm. acknowledge, acknowledge, um, so that they can fire their photons at uh, the Verity. Uh, but in the meantime, then two Romulan warships arrive to ward off um, this Tal Shiar ship, which effectively decloaks uh, and goes into uh, hyperspace um, immediately. Uh, and so the plan is foiled. And this this knowledge of what the Tal Shiar are trying to do uh, can then be communicated across the rest of the evacuation effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of closes out the story. We have the wrap-up, really, where the Starfleet effort to evacuate the Romulan planets gets more ships. We hear that they're about to ramp it all up. Uh, Picard offers the place for Jeban and Laris to come to Earth in hiding. Uh, as we know from Episode 2, the reason why he's, he's saying to hide on Earth is because they believe the Tal Shiar wouldn't mount any kind of offensive on Earth, so it's the safest place to be. Now, uh, where we are in the TV show is we think that may not be the safest place for the two of them to be because of uh, a possible infiltration on Earth by the Romulans in episode two. So um, so it's intriguing that they, that's one thing that kind of comes out of uh, the comic book. These, these two are told, come to Earth, you'll be absolutely fine, no problem at all. And then uh, there is actually a presence of the Romulan uh, on Earth. So I thought that was quite interesting. Issue ends with him calling Jordi LaForge. Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah, who's, who's still working on shipbuilding over Mars. Um, and tells LaForge, the future is bright, very bright indeed. Everything's going fine now. We've had the only trouble we're going to have <laughs> in, in Romulan space now. It'll be grand, Jordi, he says, as, as the issue ends. Yes, which, as we know from the Children of Mars, uh, as well as now into episode two, mm. uh, Mars really does take a beating from the rogue synths. Uh, and so th- there's this big question Certainly that we had as to whether Geordie LaForge was caught up in that mm. uh, and, and maybe has been killed in the attack by the rogue synths. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, this is a really poignant end potentially. However, in episode two, there is mention of Georgie LaForge. Yeah, Jeban's talking to Picard in that episode and says to him, do you want to get your crew together? Do you want to get Riker or Worf or do you want to get LaForge? So there is a moment where it's effectively confirmed that Jaban is aware of who LaForge is and that LaForge is still alive as well. So uh, so it's pretty much confirmed that he's alive after this moment. But it's odd, isn't it? This kind of cliffhanger moment in our heads because we're going, we know that planet blows up pretty soon or goes on fire pretty soon with massive explosions everywhere and Geordi sitting directly over it. Especially that moment, as I say, with, uh, with Picard going, everything will be fine, the future's bright. That's usually the moment that precedes some major horror for, for a character. It'll all be grand. Everything will work out. It's never a, an ending that you expect on a comic like this. Um, I want to just quickly go through just some of the things that the comic gave us in general, I suppose. Um, we do see Picard continuing to use any kind of diplomatic means to save the life in the galaxy and for everyone in, Rom- in, in the Romulan uh, space that could be affected by the supernova. So that's quite a very fundamental part, I suppose, of Picard's attitude to things. He's not yeah. willing to use violence. We even see that moment at the beginning where Jaban cuts down the Romulans who don't want to allow uh, Picard to call the ship 
but Picard's kind of standing back going, well, I kind of wish this happened differently, um, but thanks for saving my life to Javan. Yeah, I think you really do see the the procedural Jean-Luc Picard here. Uh, and we see this in episode two as well. Um, and, it, you know, it's one of our big points of the the podcast, our episode two discussion, because he gets cut down by another admiral in mm-hmm. Starfleet, Admiral Clancy. So this is still very much a part of him. Uh, in going through the procedure, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that everyone's on board, very much a p- by peaceful means as well. You know, at the end of the day, um, they were a scientific mission. So that still kind of continues, that mindset of, of going in peace and, and with objectivity yeah. um, it is still very much there, I think, with Jean-Luc Picard, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I said it gave us, gave us is um, it removes Laris from the table of being a double agent. She very much is confirming. Definitely. I'm out, I'm done, I'm not involved with these people at all. Uh, I said exactly the same as you, John. I said it does kind of keep Jaban on the table as a spy. It says in here, really, he only gives up on the Taljar because he believes they don't want to save everyone. Not because he has different beliefs in the Talshiar's actual mission, their regular mission of keeping uh, Romulan people safe. Really. Yeah. Um, so he believes their mission of keeping Romulan people safe means everybody in Romul in, in the Romulan uh, sphere, effectively. Um, but he believes that they just want Romulans only, kind of thing. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's out of the Talshiar. It just means for this particular moment, he wanted to save more people, I suppose. Um. What it doesn't give us in this, and this is where my kind of disappointments, you're going to probably hear that a little bit as we get into my thoughts uh, on the whole issue series. What it doesn't give us is the things that I was really expecting. It doesn't give us the big moment of the supernova on Mars attack, which I really thought they were holding back on for the issue. I thought they were going, okay, well, we have to show that on the TV show, the, the attack on Mars. We're going to show it there first. But you could have had that shown in the comic book. Definitely. And it would have really helped it to feel like, um, a necessary piece. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that, you know, it is 14 years later mm. um, in in the Amazon Prime show. And, and yet I'm still not really clear whether the supernova has happened. That You know, there's talk in the comic that yeah. it could be next year. It could be sort of next month. Yeah. Or it could be... Um, two three four five years down the line you know i think we we get in uh the the first issue of this comic really nice moment of it, it's like watching a clock but not knowing how the countdown is exactly. going yeah. and it's a really nice kind of aspect of, of the first issue of the comic mm. and yet the 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 main reference uh in the show is about the the rogue synths attacking mars uh caught up because it was done on first contact day. Yeah. And the mission to save the Romulans from the supernova, but no real account as to whether the supernova has actually happened or not. Yeah, I um, and you would have thought it would be nice to know actually where the Romulan race stands at the moment. I mean, I, I think the reclamation site on the, the Borg ship, mm-hmm. you kind of feel that they're kind of, you know, scrounging around in the dustbin a bit of the galaxy or of, of different star systems to yeah. try and rebuild the Romulan race. But it's just not really too clear whether Romulus still exists or whether well, that was caught up in the supernova and all these other planets. And yeah. I think that would have been nice to have just had the, the supernova uh, go off in the comics for sure. Absolutely. And this is kind of where the whole universe of Star Trek comes into play, isn't it? Where there's so much things that happen that you may have to know or may not have to know for this to kind of 
come into your mind. But the Star Trek movie, J.J. Abrams movie, started with the supernova uh, that happened effectively. So this is dealing with the repercussions of it in um, in Star Trek Picard, I suppose, in this time, 14 years later. Well, that got Vulcan, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I so then Romulus uh, or the Romulan planets were caught up in that then. Yeah, it led to this supernova that's happening now in Picard's time, I suppose. Um, but that's something that you may not have caught at all. You know, not many people would connect all of these things. That movie came out a long time ago. Maybe people haven't watched it in a long time either. Um, but it's one of those things where you're going, well, just make a definitive answer in here. If you're going to write a comic book and you're going to expect people to buy it, make a definitive statement about what exactly happened and what's carrying off. It feels like towards the end of this comic that either they were going to do four issues and they had another issue to do the big moment where there's the attack on Mars, something like that. Or they were saying, actually, well, let's just turn this into one mission that happened on the saving planets thing that Picard was doing. And he's going to save another 20 planets. So that will give us the ability to go out and do another three or four stories. Because the other thing that isn't in here is there's no resolution as to why Picard left Starfleet. There's no nothing in there at all on that. And there's no break between Rafi and Picard, the two other things that we're aware of that happen in the TV show. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, we only get a glimpse of Rafi in episode two on, on the TV show. And, yeah. and I suppose, you know, I, this is another thing with this comic is that because it comes out after the, the t- two episodes of the TV show, effectively, mm-hmm. the other comics were apart from that. So you were look, judging them on their own and anticipating the building and the connection into the series. Yeah. Now that the series has come, you, you do go, I wish there had been a bit more about Rafi. Yeah. Uh, be, now, coming into episode two, we, we see Rafi at the end, and I'm sure episode three will have a lot more uh, to to bring on that relationship, and, and certainly for the rest of the series as well. Yeah. But it just would have been nice to have gotten that, extra little step in the storyline of the comics to see how Raffi and Picard, um, how their relationship really was, you know, um, okay. It can't be as deep as Riker uh, and, and him and and John Luke, but you know, just, she seems like a really interesting character from the show in the, what the five minutes at the end of episode two. And she seemed like an interesting character in the first two issues of the comic. She's completely sidelined in here. Exactly. And is used as kind of a sounding board towards the end of this, this book. Yeah. So it kind of feels like it could have been anybody in these last few pages. It doesn't feel like her character, similar to what you were saying about Jay Bannon, Lara, sometimes you're like, well, they're just drawn as Romulans. So I don't know whether it's them in the background or not. It takes dialogue to tell you who they are, you know? Um, any other thoughts on the comic book overall, John? Anything that you that you want to say about it before we go into whether you, you recommend it or not? I think for me, it's more just that I'm not entirely sure why they postponed it till after the the episode. Right. There, there isn't a great deal here, I think, that spoils the series hmm. um, of Star Trek Picard. Um, the only bit may be around Shaban. But I think there's still a bit of suspicion, as you say, he's still on the table as potentially being maybe slightly doubtful as to his true intentions, you know. Well, like, for example, you know, he kind of says the reason why he's gone from the Tal Shiar is because of Laris and the love for her. You know, it still has on the table for me after reading it. What if something happens to Laris? Please not, because I absolutely love the character of the show. What if something happens to her? Does that mean he goes, 
my love's gone for her because she's died and I'm now going to go back to the Tal Shiar. You know, is it something like that that happens? If he does, he turn back on uh, the Federation. If something happens to Laris, that's their fault. You know, um, you just can't tell from from this here. And I was hoping to get a little bit more out of these, where the little bit, even as I say, even something that will be repeated on the TV show or has been repeated on the TV show, like the attack on Mars being in here, might have make it made it feel a bit more essential. Yeah, exactly. But I think with that, Derek, what are your thoughts on these three issues? Of the Star Trek Picard countdown comic. Generally, I like the story. Don't get me wrong. There's there's nothing particularly wrong with it. it. It's enjoyable to see these characters in a situation. But by the end of it, it felt like just a standard mission that could have been told in any of the comic books. It didn't even feel like something that was necessarily a, as you'd say, canon connection to Star Trek Picard. It's just the first time you meet some of these characters. The characterization, I think, of Rafi in the first two issues was really good. And that made me excited about seeing her on the TV show. And then there's almost nothing in the third issue at all. And I was kind of hoping that you get a bit more banter with her. You get a bit more leadership out of her just to get a bit more impression of who she is. And then Laris and Jaban, I feel they're almost unrecognizable to who we see in the TV show. But remember, they've been resting on Earth for the last 14 years, working with and and being alongside Jean-Luc uh, on Earth and his in his shadow. So that may have changed them quite significantly, of course. But I felt like this was a great opportunity to give you a little backstory of who each of these characters were. And I think it kind of missed the mark for that. And if you're going to do a three episode series and say it's tied into the show, that's pretty much the only goal, right? Is yeah, to tie it into the show. Tie it in and give some backstory, give some additional stuff that you don't need, not necessarily going to throw out an exposition on the TV show. So give a little bit of exposition. In the yeah, I mean, it does in, in the sense that it gives you the context of the supernova and what Picard was trying to do uh, in yeah. rescuing the planets that would be consumed by the supernova. So mm. it does, and it, it ties it into the Mars attack through this unprecedented uh, ship building yep. in order to to rescue all these people you know for me this issue i would give it three romulan warships out of five okay. i think overall i'd probably give the comic series 3.5 okay. uh, yep. out of five i think in it in and of itself it, it's a, a, a nice little story and um, it needed to tie some of the characters more to jean-luc picard um and I think in particular Rafi, um, not so much. I think Loris and Zayman, I think this is a really good introduction of yeah. them, uh, to be honest. Uh, and I, I think that's really good to have. Um, I think it, it, it adds another layer to the Picard, this story that they're telling on the TV show, mm. for sure. Um, but it is very much kind of an episode of of the t- tv show it, it it talks about a single rescue mission of a planet yeah. by admiral picard that's um, actually a good way to say it it actually feels more like an episode of the next generation where it start it has a start middle and end three issues and the end is everything's wrapped up and they're going to move on to next week's mission which is not what even star trek picard the tv show is like right the, exactly. the tv show feels like every week you get a cliffhanger so you're moving to the next part of this 10-hour movie almost so this doesn't feel like something that is directly connected into the show it feels like here's a mission that happened with the characters that you know on the tv show exactly i mean in a nutshell it's not essential but it's a good read yeah Yeah, exactly Since people have to wait a week in between episodes of the show it's something to tide you over until the next episode 
Yeah, definitely. Speaking of the next episode, we'll be back with Picard on TV Podcast Industries for episode three as soon as the review embargo lifts at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time and 2 p.m. GMT next Thursday, the 6th of February. Make sure you subscribe to tvpodcastindustries.com to get our thoughts about that episode when it comes out. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Yes, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for this little snippet of uh, a discussion around the third comic issue. Remember, keep your feedback coming in on the TV series mm-hmm. uh, for episodes one, two, and of course for three once it airs next week uh, across the galaxy. Uh-huh. Um, and of <laughs> course, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you. It's been uh, great listening to people's thoughts and feedback so far on episodes one and two. Uh, and of course, uh, yes, we will be back with the TV show right through from episode three to the end uh, with episode 10. And don't forget to check out the 10 forward pub quiz oh, as yes. well that is being done each episode of the of our podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you can send any thoughts into us at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. You can join us over in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. And if you want to support the podcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash tvpodcastindustries and support us over there. Of course, you can also share the episodes with your friends. Uh, sharing the podcast is sharing the love. Thank you so much once again for joining us for a bit more Star Trek Picard. Even just a short bit of bonus. Star Trek is still good, right? Absolutely. As always, fellow Trekkies and Trekkers, it's a pleasure speaking with you, and we'll be back again shortly. Just remember, keep watching, keep listening, and engage. Bye. Bye.